Welcome to another edition of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame podcast. I'm your host, Chris May. The Alford family name is synonymous with basketball in Indiana, and in this episode, we visit with the patriarch of that lineage, Sam Alford. Growing up in Washington, Indiana, we'll cover his childhood basketball experiences, playing for Washington High School and Franklin College, and his coaching career, which included stops at Monroe City, South Knox, Martinsville, and Newcastle High Schools. Along the way, plenty of memories, plenty of names, and a long, long list of tough competitors, days in the South Central Conference, memories of the North Central Conference, and if he can shed any light on how to raise an All-American and gold medalist basketball player, Sam will give it a try. We thank you for joining us on this episode. Hope you'll sit back, relax, and enjoy a conversation with Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame coach Sam Alford. All right, so you are a 1960 graduate of Washington High School, the Hatchets in southern Indiana. Um, take us back to growing up, playing high school, uh, all kinds of experiences back in your younger days. Well, I grew up in a very basketball-minded community, Chris, and I was very fortunate there because I knew at a very young age I loved sports, I loved playing baseball, I loved playing basketball. And I guess the first really star I can remember playing or seeing play was be Jack Butcher. But I start going to the Washington sectionals, I think, in the fourth grade, I believe. And uh, I grew up watching those guys, and I always wanted to be a player. And I was fortunate enough to, to play at Washington, and we had some good teams. We had some great experiences. And growing up in southern, southern Indiana and basketball was really good. I think the stereotype, especially in southern Indiana, is everybody had a hoop on a barn. Uh, what was your specific uh, childhood basketball experience around home or close by? Well, we had a garage, and I had a goal on the front of the garage and a goal on the back of the garage. Uh, so I, had, I grew up with two goals, and I remember starting very early in elementary school. As soon as I could get the ball up there, I would come home from school and go out and shoot and I think that was true everywhere. We had a YMCA in Washington, and that's where everybody, $5 back then. For $5, you could belong to the Y. Of course, they didn't have swimming pools and things like that at the Y then, but they had a basketball court. And me and my buddies, we spent a lot of hours in the YMCA playing basketball. Was that $5 for a, a year or a month, or what was the rate? For a year. For a year. My goodness. <laughs> well, inflation's really kicked in these days, hasn't it? <laughs> So I know you have uh, you have a brother. Um, th did you play with him, against him, um, neighborhood kids, anything like that? I uh, I graduated in '60 and he graduated in '67. Uh, he played for the Hatchets also. In, in fact, until the Zellers moved to town, uh, my brother and I, Scott and I, were the only brothers that ever scored over 30 points each in a game at Washington. But then the Zellers, they went to 40, and then I think I think they even went to 50. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned the YMCA. Was that really the, the gathering point for kids and basketball around town? That was the center of Washington, the Indiana at that time when we grew up. After the games on Friday and Saturday night, they had sock hops at the YMCA. And basketball was every night at the YMCA and all day on Saturday. And it was kind of the, the center hub. Uh, the baseball diamond joined the YMCA. So it was a very popular place growing up. So you referenced uh, being in fourth grade, going to the games. You mentioned Jack Butcher, and I think you referenced maybe that seeing him in a sectional. Um, what was the sectional atmosphere like back then, and, and how many teams or what schools would we recognize being a part of that? 
I think I, I thought that Washington had 16 at one time. When when I played, it, we, we had 12. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, you got out of school. Uh, you played on Friday afternoon. You uh, played on Saturday afternoon. You played on Saturday night. Um, everybody came in. All the county schools wanted to beat the the home school, and we had a very competitive, uh, very competitive sectional. Very the small schools around us were very competitive in basketball. Logodi is a basketball powerhouse, still very good basketball. Bar Reeve now was Montgomery back then, and they were very good. Washington Catholic back then was very good. We had we had a lot of competition. Of course, Odin went to the Odin went to the final game of the semi-state in '59. So that led into my next question. Washington is the county seat in Davies County. Uh, they were the big boys, so to speak, back in the old one-class system. Uh, how often did any of the smaller schools either win the sectional or at least make a thrill of it uh, with, with a run or a challenge against some of the bigger schools? Well, there was always some pretty good games. Uh, there was a lot of teams that made challenges, and Washington won it predominantly, but Odin won it. Uh, Logodi, Logodi was very good. Logodi knocked off several sectional titles through Jack Butcher's, what, 40 years of coaching down there. Uh, the other schools, Washington Catholic only won one or two, I think is all they've ever won in the Washington sectional. Uh, but it was, it was very competitive. We had some very good games every year. So by the time you get to high school, uh, talk us through your career, the teams you were on and the experiences that, uh, you witnessed. Well, I think, uh, the big thing, you know, I did a lot of research last night, uh, Chris, when you called and said we were going to do this today, I had to do some research and get ready. And I went back through the silver anniversary teams, and I had the opportunity to play against uh, nine players while I was in high school that were on silver anniversary teams. So I got an opportunity to uh, do some unique things as a player. Uh, Jack Butcher, uh, Gunnar Wyman, and Barney Scott all coached against me when I was a player, and then I had the opportunity to coach against them when I was a coach. So I had some very nice opportunities and we were in the SIAC, the Southern Indiana athletic conference. And there were 17 teams in it, uh, when I was in school and you had new Albany, Bloomington, Vincennes, Washington, Jasper, all the Evansville schools. It was really a, a powerhouse uh, basketball at that time. It was very good basketball. Those silver anniversary team players. W what other names would people recognize guys you faced? Oh, well, Tommy Crone uh, played at Tell City for Gunnar Wyman, then went to Kentucky and played at Kentucky. Uh, Alan Noss, Alan Noss played at Huntingburg. Uh, he was a year ahead of me, uh, played against my, my junior year. Uh, they were probably the two biggest names. Do you remember Buddy Grimm was in my our sectional, and he was on the Odin team that went the final game of the Semistate in, in 59. He and I graduated together in, in 60. Uh, Mark Denny from Bedford uh, was an Indiana All-Star that year, or in my senior year, 1960. So I was blessed with a, a lot of good basketball down in our area at that time. Southwestern Indiana, where you're from, is is always viewed as a hotbed and a lot of passion and, and big crowds. Uh, what were the atmosphere like, the crowds like in your playing days? Very good. We we played in the old gym, the uh, New Hatchet House, as you know it now, was built in 67, was the opening year for it. Uh, we played in the old gym, which is still there, and they used for junior high, and they've taken very good care of it, but it was always packed. It was it seated 42, I think, 4,200, 
and we were pretty well full every night. And of course, sectional, you had to get in line to get a ticket. And those were the fun days that we had great rivalries. Uh, Jasper, Washington, Vincennes, Washington. Uh, you played twice a year, home and away. And uh, <clears throat> you really look forward to those games. Any standout performances from your career or any games that are, are maybe more memorable uh, from those days? Yes, uh, standout games. Uh, I kind of thought I was a little bit of a standout in every, each and every game. <laughs> but a lot, of, a lot of people would disagree with you. <laughs> I, my career, I think, was 31. I got 31 against Bedford and 31 against Tell City. Um, I was just a I was a, I'd classify as a good high school player, certainly not great and certainly not bad. Um, but I played on good teams. We were very fortunate. Uh, Odin beat us three points in the final game of the section of my junior year. And then they went on to the final game of the semi-state and got beaten sudden death in New Albany. And then my senior year, when Odin was supposed to win, we upset them. And then we beat fifth-ranked Jasper in the afternoon game of the regional. Uh, so I had some good experiences there and, and had good teammates, and we had a lot of fun. Now, I don't want to portray you as a dinosaur or anything like this, but for the younger listeners, how would you compare the style of play you played in high school to what we see today in high school? We played a very unsophisticated style of basketball. Uh, defense was very simple. If you outscored your man, you played very good defense that game. Uh, the style of play, we played close to the vest, uh, did a lot of passing. Um, scores were generally, most schools, the scores were in their 50s, 60s. That was a high-scoring high game. And uh, it was not near as, as good a basketball as you have now. I'm smart enough to realize that. Uh, but it was very competitive. That was the big thing. Uh, <clears throat> you may have only scored 40, but your opponent scored 41 or 42. It was a good ball game. Uh, Teams were very competitive. They worked very hard. We worked hard. We just didn't, uh, you know, we didn't have weight rooms. We didn't have weights to lift. Uh, we didn't have summer programs. We didn't have AAU. We didn't have any of those things. Um, I played I played four years of baseball in high school. I ran four years of cross country in high school and ran track three years in high school. So, I mean, I was busy all, all season, as most athletes were, doing other sports. Today, it's a a year of uh, specialization. You know, everybody has to have a trainer. Everybody has to have an AAU team. Everybody plays ball year-round, and you've got better basketball players. And how would you characterize yourself as a player? Were you a, a shooter from, from long distance, even though you didn't have three-point lines? Did you drive? I know we'll talk about free throws was a big part of your game. I Yeah, I, was, I thought I was a decent driver because I got to the foul line a lot. I was a good free-throw shooter. And I think uh, one of the things, even today, I see a lot of coaches that have these guys that shoot 80, 85, 90% from the foul line, but they don't do anything to get them to the foul line. Uh, I, I got to the foul line a lot, and I shot free throws pretty well. And I was a good shooter. I was a pretty good shooter. I wasn't extremely quick. Uh, I probably had the Steve Alford IU uh, defensive disease. Uh, you know, if Coach Knight would have had me, he'd probably uh, – <laughs> He'd probably been. I'd still be running, probably. <laughs> so you went from Washington, where we said you graduated in 1960, to Franklin College. Uh, what was that overall experience like playing college basketball? Very good. Uh, it was a very good league. When I went there, it was NAIA, which means you could give scholarships. 
And that was the only way. I was the first person in my family to ever go to college. And that's the only way I could go to college. And it was a good league. We had uh, uh, Anderson. Uh, well, the league then was, was very good. Uh, it was a good brand of basketball. And uh, I had a great experience there. And I know you, you played schools like, like Ball State and, and some of the other now Division One colleges in the state. I had my career high in college against Ball State. Um, I had 34 points against Ball State in my senior year, and that was my, my career high. And we did. We played a very good schedule and good basketball. And you set the national free throw record when you were at Franklin College. What was that? Well, I, 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 I was the leading free throw shooter in the nation in, in 64. I didn't say records. And today, everybody shoots over 91%. It's, uh, it was then a pretty good, pretty good situation. If you, you asked me earlier, Chris, about what it was like back playing basketball in my era, uh, I did not know this until someone put out a Washington Hatchet book. And, of course, I was reading it because there's a lot of people I knew and I was interested. And I saw that said in 1960, I was the first player from Washington High School to ever hit 40% from the field and 75% from the line in the same year. So that tells you how poor the, shoot, the shooting was back then. Uh, shooting percentages were much, much lower than today. And I know at Franklin College you uh, played with some other Indiana Basketball Hall of Famers? Oh, we had some uh, – competition was extremely good. Slayback was a very good player. He played at Franklin with me. Uh, I, I was a freshman when he was a senior. But he was an extremely good player. And then in the league we had all kinds of good good basketball players. When we played Ball State, they had uh, know Hall of Famers, John Lee and Bob Hetty and Ed Butler. They had three Hall of Famers on that team. And – and you ran into good competition every night. It was good basketball. So at what point did you think about becoming a coach or know coaching was your future? Well, I knew I wasn't very smart, so I had to do something. Phys ed looked awfully well compared to biology and some of those things. So <laughs> I love sports all my life. Uh, I love baseball and basketball both growing up and still do today. Uh, it was just something that was in my blood, and I knew uh, I, I wanted to do it. And I was very fortunate to get a head basketball job at an early age. I was, uh, what was I, 20, 24, I guess, when I took the Monroe City head job, uh, my first first head job. And I was fortunate, uh, fortunate to get a head job. And between college and the Monroe City job, though, you worked with Coach Server at Franklin High School, correct? I worked with Ted Server, a great guy and a very good good man. Um, I was a seventh grade coach my first year out of out of college, and head golf coach, which I'd never played around the golf in my life. And then I was a I was a freshman coach my second year. So you get to Monroe City. You're the you're, you're the, the the young hotshot head coach. Uh, what was the experience like just uh, taking that first head coaching job? Well, I had never been in a small school situation. Uh, Monroe City, we had less than 100 students in the school, and I think there was, I think there was 21 or 22 in the senior class, and I was the baseball coach, the cross country coach, the track coach, the basketball coach, and the athletic director, and still taught my five classes. And I'd never been in a situation like that before where you had so many responsibilities, but what a great experience! Uh, without Monroe City. Um, 
I would have been lost. It was a, it was a great experience for me. And then Monroe City, do they consolidate to become South Knox? Was that how you got that job? Uh, I was at Monroe City one year, and then they consolidated into South Knox after that one year. Uh, Wheatland, Bridgeton, Decker, Decker Chapel, and Monroe City went into South Knox. And then how many seasons were you there at South Knox? Four years. I was there four years. Uh, I was. We were in the Vincent sectional, which was a great sectional. And if you look in sectionals, one in the Indiana history, uh, Vincent's was very, very dominant. And two of the years that I was there, they went to the final four with Jerry Memring and Tom Turner and that crew. Uh, so I had, I got off very, very quickly and got my feet wet and found out what competitive basketball was all about. And then it was up to Martinsville. Uh, what, what precipitated that move? And then uh, tell us a little bit about your four seasons there. Well, I wanted to find out what an artesian was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very good. Uh, it started out, uh, they told me the first year is going to be pretty rough. They didn't say terrible. They lied to me a little bit. But uh, I started two freshmen, and one of them grew up to be Jerry Seasting and had a great career. Martinsville was an Indian all-star, played four years at Purdue, and then played 11 years in the NBA. So we went from five wins the first year to 22-2 and two the last year, and uh, it was a great experience. Martinsville was old gym packed every night rafters and all those things and it was it was good look back now students today players today don't realize what the old gyms were like back then but it was a great experience give us a little bit of insight into uh, jerry um what he was like as a kid uh, what he was like as a player and if, if you foresaw the career he ended up having well when i started him it's kind of like steve uh when i used steve a little bit my my uh, his freshman year at Newcastle, people thought I was crazy, and uh, I got the same thing at uh, Martinsville. He was five nine, one hundred and twenty pounds, uh, weak, <laughs> was out of place. But boy, did he change in a hurry! And and uh, Jerry was just a hard worker. He was he was a lot like my uh, oldest son, like Steve. He he got everything he deserved through hard work. Wasn't a great athlete, but a good athlete, uh, football quarterback, baseball shortstop. And uh, he worked and worked and worked and kind of kid you like, very hard-nosed, loved to play defense, which is unusual. And you also had a young man at Martinsville by the name of Mark James who played for you. Mark played for me. Uh, Mark, what a great guy. Uh, Mark, Hall of Famer now, very well-deserved. And uh, uh, yes, uh, very proud of Mark, very proud of Mark. He's he was a, well, is a very outstanding high school coach and has had a great career. And Mark was a hard worker and didn't have him very long, just having the one year. But uh, he got hurt and came in in January his senior year, and that hurt us bad. But, yes, Mark was a, Mark was a fine man. And so you go from one tradition-rich program, Martinsville, to another traditional program, Newcastle, I think a lot of people have asked you and have read in books or heard in mag, uh, in interviews, uh, you know, the story about Steve and the gym. But what goes into Martinsville, Newcastle, and here we come? Well, we were very happy at Martinsville. And, I mean, we're, we're telling true stories here, so I can tell stories. Uh, we went, we were regular season undefeated. We won the uh, South Central Conference. And when we were at Martinsville, the South Central Conference, was probably the second best conference uh, in the state behind the North Central. 
Uh, we had Jeffersonville, who was very good. Columbusville, Stearman was very good. Uh, all those teams, Bloomington, it was a very good league. And we go undefeated through it our last year. And I told Vance Meyer, our assistant coach, I said, this is the year that we can get us a raise and we'll get us a contract extension. So I go in and talk with the superintendent and he more or less tells me, type out your resignation. Uh, I hate to see handwritten resignations. So at that time, Frank Kovaleski had been talking to me about Newcastle. And I, I came back and told Vance, I said, tell Lynn to pack your bags. We're moving. And that's about what happened. The superintendent Marsville really said that. Pretty well so. Pretty well so. Yeah. No extension, no raise. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I told him, I said, if I, I'll be moving if I, if I don't get any of these things. And he, he told me, he said, well, type out your resignation. I, I don't like handwritten ones. <laughs> so I typed it out. <laughs> Uh, so uh, what was it like to, to get to Newcastle and uh, get started here with the Trojan program? Well, Steve and Sean didn't want to move. They had friends in Martinsville. They were growing up there, a very hotbed of basketball at that time. They didn't want to move until we got to Newcastle and they walked in the field house. And then they were, when are we coming? I'm ready, Dad. <laughs> and what, Cecil Tag had had great success, and uh, you were coming in to follow him. Uh, what was, I mean, where was the program at? What did you have to work with when you got here first? Well, Cecil was a great guy, good coach. He, uh, he was very helpful to me and, and we talked together for several years and, uh, it was just a, a very pleasant experience. And he told me, he said, the program's going to be down for a couple of years, which it was, uh, we were down a little bit, but, uh, it was just an outstanding opportunity to come in and coach in Newcastle and great place to raise kids, uh, great facility to coach in. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, and really what I, I'd like to get into quite a bit here is with Newcastle, as you referenced, comes the North Central Conference. And again, as we look back and get some perspective, uh, you were a part of the North Central Conference in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, when I, I'm not even sure I can put into words what that was like. So Take me through the rivalries, the games, the coaches, the players. What comes to mind when you think back to your association with the NCC? Well, I think it, without a doubt. And now the times have changed now. Uh, today, the powerhouse basketball is around the city. Uh, that's where you get your, your toughest teams today, day in and day out. But during the, during the time period you're talking about, the North Central Conference was unbelievable. As I said, I did a little homework for you. Try this. Um, Mr. Basketball came from the North Central Conference in 83, 85, 86, 87, and 88. Five out of six years in a row, uh, Mr. Basketball come out of the North Central Conference. And it was just, it was a powerhouse of basketball. And if you look at the uh, All-Stars, I, I tried to, I think I'm pretty well close on. Uh, I had the opportunity to, uh, to coach against almost 60 Indiana All-Stars while I was at Newcastle and Martinsville and great opportunity. I was so fortunate, so blessed. Um, we played an extremely good schedule, you know, besides the North central conference, you had Anderson Highland and Anderson Madison Heights, who was very good. Madison Heights. We went through Tolbert, Stu Robinson, Winston Morgan, uh, Highland. We went through the Gary boys and then you had Muncie North, Sam Drummer and those guys. Plus, uh, Muncie South was always good. 
we played Carmel, we played uh, North Central, we played played an extremely good schedule. When I think of the North Central Conference, and everybody has their own perspective, I think about the long list of Hall of Fame coaches, you, you being one of them. Um, what, what was that like going up against some of the legendary figures in high school basketball? Well, as I said, uh, you weren't going to catch me without me doing my homework today. Uh, try these names. These are the ones coached against Baumgartner, Springer, Hal, East, Heaton, Hamill, Grieve, Scott, Marshall, Hetty, Todrank, Nicholson, Siegel, Mulby, Green, Griffin, Buck, McNulty, Held, Darner, Broughton, Angle, Whitty, Heath, Dickerson, and then back at, at uh, South Knox, coached against Butcher and Gunnar Wyman and uh, Barney Scott. So, Not a I lot of gimme wins in there. Uh, it was competitive every night, but it was so, I mean, I know today you'll have coaches say, well, it's the same. It's, it, it's not the same. Uh, I was very blessed. Coaches that coached in my era were very blessed, and they'd tell you that. It was a great fraternity of coaches, and the competition was just outstanding. And the, the atmospheres as well, because when you go through the list of gyms and the seating capacities and the sizes of those facilities, whether it's the Tiernan Center or whether it's at Lafayette Jeff or Kokomo or Marion or Muncie Central, fill in the blank, I mean, you must have had just outstanding atmospheres, and uh, even if the crowd was – uh, booing you as loudly as they could. I mean, th that had to be something special. Booing me? Why would they be booing me? <laughs> well, maybe your team, maybe not you. <laughs> uh, well, it was. And and I think I'm right in this. In 1983, I think our average attendance at Newcastle was higher than the Indiana Pacers. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm correct on that. We averaged, I think, like 8,900 for an average that year. And I think the Pacers were like 85 or 8,600. For the year. So our atmosphere was great. Newcastle loved their basketball. They were very supportive. And the teams you played, uh, the smallest gym in the North Central Conference at that time was Logansport. <clears throat> what, 6,800? <laughs> so, I mean, you were playing in the best gyms around, the, the biggest crowds, the best competition. Uh, what more could a coach ask for? And then you've been asked a, a thousand times, but I'll ask for the thousand and first. Uh, the Newcastle Fieldhouse practicing there, having PE classes in there, having your, that be your home court. Um, well, I mean, what are your memories from that? Going up and down the bleachers every class. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was something. And, and I, when you had players that said, I always dreamed of running out of the tunnel, I understood what they meant. Uh, when you come out of the tunnel and took the floor, you knew you were going to be playing against a, a very good team in front of a very good crowd. It was just great. I mean, you, you look forward to games, uh, win, lose, or draw. You walked off the floor and said, I had a great experience tonight. So what every father that's probably ever met you has either thought or asked is, how do you raise an Olympic gold medalist and a college uh, most outstanding player and a, a four-time IU MVP? How do, you get, how do I get my son that good? I guess that's what I'm trying to ask. What, what do you, how do you react to that? Hire me as a trainer. <laughs> no. uh, you know, kids come along like that every now and then that from an early age of two, three years old, he was throwing ping pong balls in Tinker Toy uh, cans, and he just loved ball. He loved ball, and he worked, and he worked, and he worked. And 
Uh, Sean would tell you, uh, Steve, you won't go out and play? Nope, I got I to gotta work on my basketball. And every day was the same with him. Uh, get out on the court and work and work and work. And he had very good hand-eye coordination and a very good touch. And he made a living from it. And I know family is a big part of your life. And now you've got a third generation of family coaching. Your uh, grandson, Corey, just took the job at Huntington University. So, I mean, when you, when you take a, a long view of things, you coaching your sons, Steve and Sean, uh, Steve coaching his sons, and now with Corey in the, in the coaching world, uh, what do you make of all that? Well, let me put it this way, uh, Chris. We got all of Steve's games on television this year. We went out, I think we saw seven live. And uh, my grandson, Sean's oldest, was the junior high coach at Southwestern High School in Shelby County. So we had all of his games. And Bryce played in Germany, and we got all of his games in the European League on computer. So we were just about, we got maybe one or two nights a week off. And now Corey is going to Huntington University, which will be a fourth set of games this year. So it's basketball every night. But what a way to spend your life. Uh, We have no complaints. Well, God bless your wife. That's all I can say. Well, there's a little truth to that, too. (laughs) Uh, If you're going to be a coach and go through all this, you got to have a good woman. And I, I was very blessed there also. Anything else you want to throw out there? Any memories, any other stories, any other names, anything like that? Well, no, not really throwing out names and things like that. It's just a, it was an extremely wonderful time of, of basketball. As guys, if anybody's listening uh, to us that played in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even into the 90s, they know what you're talking about. At a, you know, I, I looked at our competition, and I think, I think I'm right there that we – while I was at Newcastle, we played 12 state championships with 12 state champs um, while I was coaching there. In 83, we lost to Connersville in the final game of the semi-state. They won the state. 84, we lost in the state finals to Warsaw. They won the state. 92, we lost to Richmond in the regional. They won the state. 95, we lost to Ben Davis. They won the state. Um, we played great competition. Good coaches, real good coaches. Um, players, my goodness, you look at the Jay Edwards and, and Lyndon Jones and all those people uh, that were Mr. Basketballs that was there, Austin, Fuller, uh, Tolbert, Cole Scott, and then Martinsville. I got to coach against Phil Cox at Mr. Basketball at Connorsville, Troy Lewis, Jewel from Lafayette. Played Gross, Mr. Basketball, in 85 from from Warsaw. Played him in the state finals. You know, we played great competition, and that was what I really enjoyed. We appreciate your memories, appreciate your stories. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Chris, and uh, go basketball. Thanks, Sam, for your time and many great stories. We thank you for listening to the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame podcast. Remind you to subscribe through Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and elsewhere. Also find us online at www.hoopshall.com. Information on Hall of Fame inductees, an online gift shop, and mentions of our upcoming Hall of Fame events. 
Also, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram. And we will be back with more episodes of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame podcast. I'm your host, Chris May. Thanks so much for joining us.